Debbie Flower is here, our favorite retired college horticultural professor. We get an email that was sent to Fred at FarmerFred.com from Gar in Lodi, California. It just so happens I do write the weekly garden column for the Lodi News Sentinel. Been doing that since 1991. And Gar says, enjoy reading your newspaper column. Recently, a pest control company came by to inject my birch trees with a chemical called imidacloprid. It supposedly helps prevent sticky droppings from landing on my driveway. This year, they came by and also started injecting all the shrubs and also injected my plum tree and my lime tree. I asked why, and they said it was part of their new procedure. Well, I'm concerned that my limes and plums may not be safe to eat. Is this a worry? While I only make jam out of the plums, I do enjoy fresh lime juice. Whoa, Gar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you need to... uh, Have a discussion with that pest control company. Yeah. This is not uncommon. True. But as we often say on this program, and it it really is true, even if, especially if you're applying the chemicals yourself, read and follow all labeled directions. Yes. Because you can learn a lot if you get out the magnifying glass and read the fine print or in in this day and age, download the information from a website. Yes. Yes. So, and, and if you're using a service, They have to be licensed to apply pesticides, and you have the right and responsibility to read, to find out what they're going to apply and get a copy of the label from them Mm -hmm. because it needs to be the exact chemical that they are using. In this case, it's an injectable imidacloprid, which would be different from a, uh, there are imidacloprids that you pour on the soil and there are imidacloprids that you spray directly on the plant and those would all have different labels. So you need the label for the actual pesticide that's being used on your uh, landscape and you need to read that label and there's lots of stuff in the beginning and then it'll say directions for use and it needs to list the plant or host to which it's being applied. could say fruit trees or it could specifically say plum and lime. And you need to have the pest that that they're trying to control listed as well. So there's another thing that needs to be researched. The pest control company should be able to tell you and show you the pest that is causing the problem. The symptom is not enough. The dripping on the driveway is not enough. You want to, because several things can cause that. And imidacloprid is not labeled for use on all of those things. So you need to have the pest company identify the, the pest that's causing the problem and show you on the label. And it really should be their responsibility. But if, if they won't do it, you can do it on the label that can be printed out that your plants and that pest are listed there, and then it's okay to use it. The other thing that it will show on an edible plant like a plum or lime, if you're using a pesticide, something called days to reentry or days to harvest. And that means that the, in this case, days to harvest would be applicable and that you should not harvest any fruit off of those trees until that number of days has gone by between the time they applied the chemical and the time you do the harvest. And that is because the research has been done that shows there is a non-dangerous level of the chemical in the fruit at that time. 
Imidacloprid works a bit differently than many insecticides that you might be familiar with. It is not a contact insecticide. It is a systemic insecticide, which means it's absorbed by the plant. And then when the pest sucks or chews on parts of the plant, that's when they go kaboom. The problem is a lot of the good guys go kaboom, too, especially honeybees. Mm -hmm. So the timing of the imidacloprid application has to be very careful. And it'll say this on the label as well, as far as not applying it when a honeybee presence is expected. Like if the plant is about to go into bloom, that's when honeybees would normally arrive. You wouldn't want to spray right before then when right. the honeybees would be most susceptible to it. And injectables need to be timed so that the chemical isn't doesn't get to the flowers when the flowers open and the right. bees visit. It's complicated stuff, folks, which is why there are people who you can hire to put it on and people and there's lots of training. I had a pest control license for a while. There's lots of training and continuing education for people who apply pesticides, but you need to be aware that the label is the law. They can only apply it to the law. And the label must show your plant and your pest. And so you need to, them to convince you that this pesticide is the correct one for what you have in your landscape. It isn't easy, that's for sure. And there all are alternatives to using imidacloprid in, in, in many cases, especially yes. if it's an aphid or scale problem, which are two of the possibilities in the case of this dripping sap issue. Right. And you should explore that. As well, because good pest control companies now usually offer an integrated pest management component, meaning if there are less toxic alternatives available, start with those. For instance, I had a scale on a hackberry in one of my, the, my landscapes. Scale is a sucking insect and it just lays down on usually the stem, could be the back of the leaf, the main vein on the back of the leaf, but usually it's the stem and the mother lays her eggs there and she just sucks all day long. She sucks sap out of the plant and that's what nourishes her and allows her to have babies and there is a crawling stage, etc. But most of what we see are these lumps on the stem of the plant and they could be a variety of colors and a variety of shapes depending on which scale it is. I had it on my hackberry. I pruned my hackberry to open it up because there are beneficial insects that will come in and feed on the scale and get rid of the scale. There were ants that were visiting the scale to get some of that sap. When the sap comes out of the plant, it comes out in pretty high pressure and the sucking insect often gets more than they can consume. And so it just goes right through their body or leaks out. And that's something that the ants like. And so the ants will protect the sucking insect from the beneficials. So I put out ant traps. And those two things took care of my problem. If I had to take it a step further, there are uh, much less toxic pesticides, including some of the horticultural oils that I could have used on the scale that would suffocate them. Uh, insects breathe through their rear end. And so it would clog up their breathing pores. Um, that would have been my next step. But I didn't need to do that. All I did was prune to open up the plant and control the ants. It's interesting that the excrement of aphids and scale has the rather pleasing name of honeydew, <laughs> when in reality... It, it's something that isn't that pretty. It's and it's, it and it's tough to remove from windshields, yes, car, and yes. Jobs. When you plant, when you park under a tree and ha come back, and there's lots of dots. Yeah. There's a sucking insect in that tree that was over your vehicle. 
Of course, blasts of water we've talked about for controlling aphids. Yes. Knocking them off the plant with scale. I've had scale on citrus trees where basically if, if you can see where the cocoons are, where the, their protective scale or shells are, mm-hmm. a blast of water can knock them off mm-hmm. or ju- just take a, a plastic scouring pad and, and scrub them off. Right. In interior scaping, I have heard of people using uh, just the baby wipes with some rubbing alcohol mm-hmm. on them and just going up and down the stems and the leaves of the plants. They do it to clean. Okay, that's their goal is to clean. But if they, these pests are, are there, they will be removed in the process. All right. So integrated pest management is a wonderful thing. There are usually less toxic alternatives. And like I say, if you are dealing with a pest control company that does offer those alternatives, explore them before you go, shall we say, totally nuclear. (laughs) And if you go, uh, yeah, they're going to use any kind of chemical on your plant. Ask them what it's for. Have them show you the pest that it is going to control and get have them bring you a copy of the label and show you where on the label your plant and that pest is listed. Right, exactly. Everything has to be there on the label. Right. If it's not, they're breaking the law and you can report them. Uh, we do live in a capitalistic society. We do. And uh, you, you just got to... No, be your you, best boss yeah, in this regard. Yeah, yeah. All right. Debbie Flower, thank you so much. Good information, Fred. 